0: Match week three, episode four, episode four, not episode, gotta apologize off the rip, it's been a long night, long night, little background on Michael and I, we're we're both from Ohio, we represent Cleveland teams, the Yankees put a 12 spot up on the Tribe tonight in the first game of the the wild card series or whatever it's called, it's been tough to uh, throw more salt into the wound the entire country of the United States <laughs> is had to watch had to watch the presidential <laughs> debate that was there's no words to describe travesty the the absolute abortion that is our country right now <laughs> um, shout out to them though so oh, we're man. coming we're coming to you still not so live from the upper west side and from the ATL but a little sauced up and a little on edge with everything going on. <laughs> a, little on a little on edge. Little on edge. Hopefully, um, you know, the recap of the week in the Premier League will be great. Gets our spirits. Uh, I up. know <laughs> I know that pretty much for me this is gonna be a depression podcast for the most <laughs> part. <laughs> um Oh my I know god. You, you're you're flying into week match week four. Um It'd be a very nice compliment to say that Man City is crawling into match week floor. Something that I think is really relatable, I think most people who watch sports who have teams that they follow do this, it it sucks to have this podcast now because anytime one of my teams would
1: lose, I would just shut myself off (laughs) from the the entire sport for at least a week, right? Yeah, no, that's completely true because when Liverpool win, I look at like instagram and twitter and i'm like oh hell yeah like good game we did yeah. all this blah 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 and we lose i literally don't want to even see a tweet a, a post i don't want to see anything yeah no it, it perfect
0: example like, like yeah i i'm sitting there we're watching lester city and we go up one nil i'm like all right perfect like i'm still very aware of how good lester is and how bad we play against them it got to three one and i <laughs> Turn the TV off, and whatever my fiancé asked me to do, I was just going to agree to because it was going to yeah. get me away from the television. You're looking
1: for anything else.
0: I was I was finding anything, and what I ended up doing was cleaning. That's how bad it was. <laughs> like I was just like, I got to get out of here. I can't do this anymore. Um, and now it's, it's tough because I basically had to rehash an entire wound because I wanted to make sure I watched the the last couple goals that, that came in and, and watched the rest of the game so I could do the podcast. So I, I have to come to terms with the fact that when something like this happens to me again, I can't shut myself off from the
1: world. You gotta watch for a it. Week. You just gotta you just gotta live I, with live yeah. with reality.
0: Yeah. Which is tough. I mean, again, being from Cleveland, being from Ohio, Ohio State, perfect example. Anytime they've ever gotten blown out, I just I don't even watch college football for a week. So <laughs>
1: something I gotta get used to. That's You think that's like a good way to deal with feelings? Like absolutely. I feel like like that's a really, really bad response to to I deal with
0: all my problems the same way. I ignore them. Until they become bigger and then I until you you have to deal with them. That's 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 fair. That's healthy. Absolutely. Super healthy. Also super healthy. The Premier League. We're in our third week. We had another full slate of games. Um, a lot of surprises. Actually, yeah.
1: this week had a lot of great games. We sh- um, we should not just future note. You know, if we're ever going back and looking at these, we should not yep. gamble. We should absolutely no, not gamble. God. I didn't
0: gamble this week, but our our <laughs> our weekly predictions were a bit off. to say <laughs> I, I I took a look, a, a bit <laughs> off. A bit. I think I was still, I was still above five hundred, but um, I think you were too. I was under. I was under by yeah. two games. Yeah, so. Um, but no, Bad. Premier League is, is often flying, and it's not often that you start a podcast four weeks before the best team in all of Europe has a week where they lose by three goals. And I'm talking about, about Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not Man City. Oh, my God. I'm talking about Bayern Munich. They look Probably the, the biggest surprise of the week. A team that honestly looked like the only team that could compete with Liverpool at the European stage, um, Hoffenheim ran them off the field. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting game to watch. If if any of you haven't seen any of the highlights, I would highly recommend going to take a look at them. Liverpool or uh, Liverpool, Bayern Munich looked like a shell of themselves. Um, and big surprise of the week, but this isn't a German Bundesliga podcast. This is a podcast. That goes into the Premier League. And we had a full slate of games
1: in the third week. And we're ready to give you a little breakdown <laughs> we're of that. we ready to give you a little rundown. We started with Manchester United 3, yep. Brighton 2. The Red Those. Devils looked to bounce back as they traveled to the Amex Community Stadium to face our favorite Seagulls. Uh, the game lacked excitement for about 40 minutes until Bruno Fernandes... The golden boy from uh, Manchester United took out Tariq Lamptey in the box for a penalty. Mm-hmm. Brighton's main man, Neil Malpe, eyed De Gea up and down, looked at each corner, and then proceeded f- to, to just go for the cheekiest of panankas on him. <laughs> Ugh, it was disgusting. That lead wouldn't last, though, because two minutes later, a whipped-in <laughs> corner bounced around the box and found the foot of the world's most expensive defender, Harry Maguire, to make it 1-1. After the half, Brighton were denied a penalty in the 47th minute only to let Marcus Rashford score a brilliant individual goal in the 54th to put United on top. Brighton controlled the game for that point after, and they finally, finally broke through in the last minute of stoppage time when a deep cross found the head of our favorite man, Sully March, and it went into the back of De Gea's net. Now, you'd think since that was the last minute of stoppage time, that would have been the end of the game. Well, you'd be wrong. Because the game went on for another two full minutes, enough time for Man United to grab a corner, the corner found its, the head of Harry Maguire again and was cleared off the line by Brighton hero Sully March, and the final whistle blew on a 2-2 draw. Except you'd be wrong again, because <laughs> we, we go to VAR to see that the challenging Neil Mope actually handed the Maguire header. The ref grants United a final chance to grab three points from an otherwise disastrous game, and up steps Bruno Fernandez, who tucks away the penalty to help me move to fifth in my fantasy league. John, what'd you think?
0: Brighton is so scrappy. If, yeah.
1: if there is a, a tag
0: team that I want this podcast to represent, it is Lamptey and Mompe. Ugh. And, and that, is, that is grit, that's grind, that's Midwestern steel town just bullshit <laughs> that we grew up with, and I love it. I love it so much. And I can't help but think... First of all, I want to address this. Listen, we're going to talk about the Man City game later in this. I still am allowing myself to say whatever slander I want against any other team, knowing that my just desserts are coming, alright? For sure. Manchester United is a shit soccer team. They're bad. They're not good. The best piece of business... That Man City has ever done is pretending like they wanted to sign Harry Maguire so that Man United would
1: sign them. He is awful. He's bad. At defending. Yes, yes, yes. Scored for a goal. Sure. Great. It Scored was actually it was actually an own goal by Lewis Dunk, yeah, which, which I, I got uh deducted for in my fantasy league. So you know it all evens out. Tough. But but dude, I, I mean, Brighton ran them off the park. Yes, dude. Bright. This is the best
0: Brighton team we've seen in the
1: past four years. They're going to be. They're going to be eleven, twelve, probably. They're going to be you mid so? table. They might crack top ten. They're they're very good. They just play. Yeah. They play well, dude. I don't know. Like <sighs> This is the thing that I think is going to be the theme of this week. Is like
0: some of these mid table, low table teams that would just get run off the pitch in the past couple of years. With the ex- with the exclusion of when they play Liverpool, because I think Liverpool is the best team in the world right now, they don't give a shit who you are, no. and they are going to... I, I don't think... If they get a lead, sure, they'll play 10 behind the ball, including the keeper, 11 behind the ball, whatever. They don't care anymore, though. These teams have attackers... These teams have very skilled people on the Dude. wings, and these teams are going to
1: go at you. And, and yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's nuts because, like, Mope scores that, that penalty and just mm-hmm. does does the crying face oh. to, to nobody. I mean, literally just because he wanted to. And, I mean, we're all obviously going to talk about this, too, because there are numerous games where this happened. But I, I understand the rule, but that just it not a penalty. Like, it's not a penalty for yeah. me. Yeah. And, and there's a, a ton of examples, especially this week, where it just isn't a penalty, yep. and I, you see Mo- Mope when they call it a penalty, he's just like tears in his eyes going down the tunnel, like, I don't know, man, I, I guess I, I'm just I still think that there has to be intention. So or I whatever. thought you were
0: talking about I thought you were talking about the United Penalty, which was a penalty. I, I got totally confused there. I'm not going to lie. I actually think that Neil Mope penalty is a penalty.
1: Okay. so what about the what are Con- you doing? What though? about the Connolly one though? when bright bright so brighton had a penalty yeah and then that it got it got pulled back but i i see i see game after game after that where that exact exact thing
0: the exact same like body position he was in when the ball hit him they, they give a penalty yeah i mean that's where it's up to like the ref's discretion and that's an issue i get that neil mope though that that last minute penalty if you look why is he he's like he's leading with his elbow
1: like why? I I guess. I guess. But at the same time, too, it's like from what less than a yard away. I mean, it's so hard in any case. Man, you don't, and, and you don't jump with your with your hands at the side. Like there has to be. Oh, you can. Yeah, but that's not how you anyone ever done jumps. a pencil dive. That's ridiculous. No, don't even bring that dive. up. Don't even bring that up to me. <laughs> no athlete. Like no athlete. They kept saying
0: they kept saying that after the game, too. Like, you have no control of your body. Damn, what the fuck are you talking about? You can jump in the air with your arms at the side. So do you want people to to just defend with their arms behind their back? Nope, I don't. But in that scenario, he could have done that.
1: I mean, I just think you're, you're expecting unreasonable things from players now.
0: I could be. I, I do think they need to get a... They need to wrangle in this... Handball, well, yeah. Here's it is, the thing: it's a little over the top. It, you know, there's no the that parameters wasn't the are worst so one. vague. They're so vague.
1: Yeah, that wasn't the worst one no. of the weekend for sure. Not at all. But Not it, it all. was. It was kind of in the middle. And I, I, I lean more towards. You know, he was inches away from him when he headed the ball and hit him in the like yeah. nicked his hand. Like I, I get it yeah. by the rule, but I think the rule should be changed. But yeah, whatever. No,
0: I, I, I can understand your point. I think though how he went into jumping for the ball elbow leading I was like all right out of all of the ones I've seen this weekend I'm not as pissed off about them, them no. getting a penalty on this no. I'm more pissed off that somehow there's two extra stoppage minutes are yeah. added to the game exactly. and somehow gave United the win last point I have on this game though as a fellow wide body boy Lewis <laughs> Dunk big wide body huge wide body I didn't know that I'm watching this game. I'm watching him just bitch out the referee at the end of the game. Lewis Dunk, his last name is four letters, right? He still has, I think, a a foot and a half on both sides that have his
1: shoulders that are just
0: packaged in there. Makes no sense. I was gonna say wide
1: body boy. You don't think you don't think a Lewis Dunk kind of gives you the assumption that he's a wide body boy? I think if there is
0: ever the the most wide body boy name ever is Lewis Dunk. Has to be. Has to be Lewis Dunk. And he's he's just eating mashed potatoes all day. (laughs) Mashed potatoes all day. West Brom. Three. Chelsea. Three. Oh my god. Chelsea traveled to the Hawthorns looking to lick their wounds from the defeat from the champions. And it did not start well. Fourth minute, Callum Robinson got the baggies off and running by striking a low rocket off the post and in. Giving West Brom the 1-0 lead. Robinson then followed up for a brace in the 25th minute by stripping Chelsea new boy Thiago Silva and sliding one past Chelsea keeper Willie Caballero. And then just two minutes later, West Brom took advantage of a corner by Daniel Furlong, heading a ball low to the back post where Kyle Bartley was there to tap a ball past Caballero for a 3-0 halftime lead. From there, Chelsea would turn up the heat a bit on the attack but wouldn't break through until a truly incredible... Incredible shot by Mason Mount turned Nutty. keeper Sam Johnstone to Stone to claw a goal back for the Blues in the 55th minute. Chelsea continued the barrage of shots and attacks until the 70th minute um, when some very pretty 1-2 play between Kai Havertz and Callum Hudson-Odoi led to CHO sliding one past Johnstone for the second goal. Then three minutes into stoppage time, Chelsea finally was able to pull even when Tammy Abraham tucked a goal past West Brom keeper after a Chelsea shot was parried away unsuccessfully right to Abraham's feet, VAR later confirmed Chelsea salvage a point, but looked terrible in the first half Yeah, so.
1: Dude, this is again, like, we picked United and Chelsea, 3-4, like interchangeably, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they just don't look good, period. No. I mean, you know... They got all these new players. I get that they're you know there's growing pains. There's they got to figure out how to the best way to use them all. But I mean, there's a point where like you, talent should just take over. Yep. And I mean, I'm starting to wonder like with the exception of of Timo Werner, like can these dudes play like West Brom? I mean, so r- this is what
0: I'll this is what I'll say though is like they're they're down three one at this point. The last minutes of the game, Chelsea actually looked pretty deadly on attack, the and they looked like they are going after it. I, I think the problem is that these top six teams still feel like they can sleepwalk through these mid-tier, lower-tier games. In, so it's, as so it's just mental, before. then? Yeah, I, I think it all is mental. I, I think that if you look at all these teams, they're getting younger, and, and that's an issue. Like, all these teams are young guys anymore. I mean, if you're 27, 28 in the prem you're a relic man like these 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 are kids and they're yeah. playing this game and like there's just no there's no mental capacity no mental capability yet built up with them where hey we got to go to fucking West Brom we got to go to the Hawthorns and and try to win this game we're Chelsea we should just walk in and do it and it just doesn't happen that way anymore like right they coaches are Retained on these teams like West Brom, uh, like Brighton, like Palace, even and maybe yeah, they may be a little bit higher than this, but like these teams that yo-yo up and down from the Championship, these coaches are retained because they can point to, all right, I got a result against these top six teams, yeah, and like that's how they're building their game around it, and I, I think that most of like the Arsenal's, the Chelsea, the United. City, even to an extent, which I'll talk about later, dude. They go into these games and they sleepwalk, and you just can't do that anymore.
1: Well, that's the thing too. Like, you can almost do that if you have some kind of defense, though, because yeah, you know, if you have good defenders, you can sleepwalk through thirty minutes and then realize, wow, we haven't scored yet. Time to Mm -hmm. turn it on and score. Mm -hmm. But if you can't defend and you start sleepwalking and you're down three nothing, then. You know, I kind of felt like, you know, Chelsea was going to get something, maybe like one or two goals. You know, they could for sure get three, could win the game because they were on the attack. And, and West Brom was definitely just trying to hold, you know, they're up three 0 they're trying to hold hold the lead. But, you know, when you they're sitting there talking about how how great a comeback and like how this shows resilience and stuff. But you, you're forgetting you got to three nil down. Like yeah. what happened to get you to why 3-0 are you down? In this hole to get out of? Right. Stop putting yourself in the hole. Yeah, like I, I I just don't I don't I don't subscribe to like when Liverpool if Liverpool goes three 0 down and we come back and go three three and, and tie the game I'm not happy like I'm not no no no
0: I and and most Chelsea fans that know their team are not happy about this I, I would I would assume but it, it it's you know these these teams got to stop sleepwalking through that first forty five especially against these mid range teams because dude that's their season West Brom gets this win. It, that's three points they never thought that they were going to have, right. and that's a huge advantage yep. over those head-to-head matchups. When you're talking about you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and below, mm-hmm. trying to position yourself there, like this is three points they just didn't think they're going to have. This is one point that they didn't think they're going to have that now they do. And if I'm West Brom, I do have to address the fact that we gave up three goals in the second half, and the defense looked a little shaky after that. But right. There's more positive coming out of out of the West Brom camp than there is the Chelsea camp for
1: sure. Oh, for sure, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's just a disaster being Chelsea or United right now. Yeah, but anyway, we go to uh, the Palace one, Everton two. Uh, the unbeaten Toffees made the trip to Selhurst Park to match up with the unbeaten Eagles but a little, the clash of the, little clash of the Titans here. Uh, Everton's golden boy, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, found a goal in the 10th minute putting the Toffees on top, but Crystal Palace midfielder turned center back, Cech Cuyate, powered a header past our favorite keeper, Jordan Pickford, off of an Andrus Townsend corner to make it 1-1. With halftime on the horizon, Lucas Digne headed across into the hand of John Ward. A penalty occurred, and Richarlison stepped up to the spot, stopped, started, and then stopped again, and then blasted it top left corner to beat Gita on uh, the penalty. Everton would see the two-one lead all the way through the second half to the end of the match and end week three with nine points. And I think they sit third right now, John.
0: Death taxes and DCL scoring for Everton—that's what is. <laughs> that is what is guaranteed every week right now in in the world. Um, Everton look fucking good. They just look good, man. Yeah, they look and, like a really and good team.
1: Palace didn't look bad either. It actually looked like yep. two good teams playing each other. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's that's actually one of my main points here is like, Everton looks really good. I like both. I like watching both these teams because Everton is really good, and Palace aren't bad. And you like rooting for Palace. Yeah, like, I I do. Yeah, like I I love watching Zaha play. I love that again. He went to the big club, got snubbed, came back to the place that grew him, and he is just trying to take them as far up the table as they can. Um, Mm -hmm. But, no, Everton is actually good. Palace, good to watch. Um, classic, (laughs) Classic corner goal. Like, you don't actually see these, I feel like, too often anymore, where the guy just hits a corner to the middle of the box and the biggest guy on the field just rises up and, like, sean kemp dunks it into the goal like kuyate Mm -hmm. just blasted this ball in (laughs) um i love watching that i hate liverpool but what what was it two weeks ago like van dyke just did one of these two yeah decladed the keeper like that's the type of soccer that when i see it even if it happens my own team i'm like fair play
1: man yeah dude i also just love watching dude i love watching pickford just like try to stop a ball like, any case, yeah. like Pickford, Pickford's not bad. He's not a bad goalie, no. but he just looks hilarious anytime he does something. Uh, yeah. So it's very entertaining do, to do just... you also
0: feel like, though, Everton... Everton, we think, right now, right? Everton, we think, right now is top five, right? Like, it, currently, yes. Yeah. For sure. Everton, we think, is top five. I don't think I ever will take them seriously, and this might be my own issue. I won't ever take them seriously until they have signed a foreign goalkeeper. I think that's a sign of you being like, all right, I'm actually a threat.
1: Well, so what if they sign Dean Henderson? Uh,
0: Dean Henderson sounds St- still very narrow. English. Yeah, no, I mean, Dino's English. the man. Like, Dino's the man. But like, you know, what I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's Allison, exceptions. Ederson, Donnarumma. Like, I don't know. Get some of these dudes in here. Hey, Alban Lafont. Donnarumma. Get me
1: Alban Lafont in here. Hey, and with our with our massive audience, we should start a Donnarumma to Everton. Uh, rumor, a little rumor, A Donna rumor, Donna rumor, <laughs> Donna rumor to the toffees. That'd be crazy.
0: I, I'm down with that. Um, love the corner goal again. A
1: ton of pens in this game. Uh, well, okay, here, that's what I want to talk about because this is one of the most. This is the second most egregious the, one. The one on Ward. Yes, because yeah, they, they tried. Move. They Didn't tried to, to get it. him. They tried to get him before it got. It got taken back. Okay, Var yeah. took it back. Then he's turning. And, and Diney heads, he's like, is coming towards him, he, he's turning towards him, Digne heads the ball, his hand doesn't move, like he's literally making a, an athletic move, and his hand mm-hmm. never moves, Yeah. and it hits him in the hand from a yard out, and we're going to call that a penalty, but this somebody is, rips the ball at Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and yep. he tucks his hands in, it hits his hands, and that's not a penalty. This
0: is where I fully co-sign your thoughts. Like I just I, don't.
1: I just don't understand. It's not consistent. That's the only thing anyone's ever complained about was consistency, and I, I, it consistent. isn't. I'll consistent. say
0: this though: with the Calvert Lewin one, I think that's a pen. But if he, if he's standing there and he gets a ball ripped at his chest and he goes full like dead man float, like arms crossed on his body, and it hits his chest where his arms are against his chest, I'm not calling that a penalty. Are right?
1: You? I don't think either one's a penalty. Okay. So you're just anti-pen. I'm not anti-pen. You're you let the boys play. Yeah. I am let, let the, the boys, boys play. play to to a degree. but like
0: So if there's a meme that like summarizes how you are, you are running down the field, arms at your side down here, and say, play on, play on, play on. That is you. That's a classic shoulder barge. <laughs> <if>
1: you, can't <laughs> you can't see can't that. See that. I got you. Can't you. See that.
0: No, I, I agree. I mean, I really thought – I didn't think either was a penalty, and I definitely didn't think the Ward one where they actually got the pen was at all, and I kind of felt bad for Palace because, again – in a different context, these are. This is another point that is going to be pivotal for them. That mm-hmm. like they probably after the first couple games weren't really banking on getting or you know whatever. And down the line now, instead of having that one point, they got nothing out of it. And, right. uh, you know, it, it it does suck. I again, it's going to be the theme running through this whole this whole week. The, uh, the penalty there's, rule. there's one more that's even worse. But yeah, no, a thousand percent. Burnley zero, Southampton one. Both Burnley and Southampton rolled into turf more winless and looking to to jumpstart their season. Uh, An early goal by the Saints' own Harry Kane impersonator, Danny Ings, gave them the lead, and they never looked back. Um, They kept the clean sheet and won the battle of the bottom feeders.
1: Dude, uh, Danny Ings, he is, like, the best at finding goals when you Mm -hmm. never think that there's going to be a goal. I mean, Burnley's, Mm -hmm. like, classic we just park everybody try to get a point try to get a counter and mm-hmm. danny like danny ing's just always finds the net somehow and sometimes he looks really good and sometimes he looks bad but he just scores regardless it's crazy i'm dude I, it's
0: crazy beginning of the year we're doing this fantasy league draft and and you make a joke about danny ing's actually being the poor man's harry kane he is Danny
1: Ings is the middle class man's Harry Kane. He's good. Dude. <laughs> he's upgraded. He he's upgraded he's for in your mind twice in two podcasts.
0: He's yeah. I mean, again, have a bad game next week. You're back to the poor man's because that's I, mean, I am a knee jerk kind of guy. Oh, for but, sure, for sure. But middle class man's Harry Kane and part of me has to wonder, as a city fan, would I give him a run? You would take an ex-Liverpool man? I would I would take a full roster of ex-Liverpool people to never have to experience what I experienced this past weekend.
1: <laughs> Dude, also, just real quick, love, love this game summary because there's a goal in the fifth minute, then halftime happens. Then there's a yellow card in the 48th, then two substitutions in the 77th, and then the game ended. It That's was quite boring, was. and I'm
0: so glad that we condensed some of our game summaries for oh this week. Oh my god! Because if I had to try to make lemons out of or lemonade out of this, or if I had to make lemonade out of these lemons, we'd have uh, we'd have been talking about a lot of stuff that just didn't matter. Just doesn't matter at all. But um, both honestly... of these, I, I think, both of these teams, we can also agree, pretty much don't matter. Yeah. I mean like I I'm, I'm, I don't think we have a huge Burnley following and I'm pretty sure we don't actually I should say it this way I don't think we have a huge Southampton following and I'm pretty sure we don't have a huge Burnley following Th- this is a game that didn't matter I may have only watched half of the recap
1: just letting you know I'm I listen I've always I've always said to everybody I promise I'll watch all the games this one Might have watched the highlights. Might have just watched the highlights. (laughs) You know, I wasn't going to sit there for 90 minutes and watch this game. But I did sit there for 90 minutes and watch City 2, Leicester 5. The big game on Saturday was undoubtedly the 2-0 Foxes visiting Manchester City for their regular beatdown. And I was surprised that you say they usually beat you because they don't. However, Brendan Rodgers and the boys had something else in mind. Ex-Leicester City man Riyad Mahrez started the game off early with a worldy of a goal in the fourth minute to put the Citizens up 1-0. This seemed to piss the Foxes off as they proceeded to score four unanswered goals. A 37th minute penalty from Jamie Vardy, courtesy of Kyle Walker, leveled the score before half. And a cross across in the path of Vardy in the 54th minute, off the boot of Castain gave the visitors a 2-1 lead. Four minutes later, Vardy would finish his hat-trick with another penalty, this time thanks to everyone's favorite City defender, Eric Garcia. James Madison felt a bit left out and decided to hit a worldie of his own when he struck one from outside the 18, beating Anderson far post to make it 4-1. Nathan Ake, not really doing too much defending today, decided, now's the right time for my first City goal, and guided a corner from the foot of Mars into the back of the net. Last but certainly not least... Benjamin Mendy really wanted to be in this write-up, so two minutes before the 90th minute decided to pull down Madison in the box. This led to FIFA career mode star Yuri Tielemans giving the Foxes five with a calm, cool, and collected pen. Leicester five, City two, final. This had to hurt. Sheffield zero, Leeds one. (laughs) (laughs) Just going around, put Um, him in right past it. This is... Oh, Jesus.
0: So... (laughs) Pep Guardiola is a really great manager. Mm -hmm. Like, there's facts that back that. There are statistics that back that, right? Absolutely. You, You don't disagree? No, he's a great manager. He's a great manager. It's a bit alarming to me that this is the worst Pep Guardiola Man City team defeat we've ever had. And it was only a month ago that I had to experience the worst. Pep Guardiola Man City managed team defeat to Lyon and that same year I think I had to endure two of the worst Pep Guardiola managed team defeats at the hands of Wolves both times for the City team I they're they're coming closer and closer together now Uh uh-huh I don't want to be an alarmist again I I just mentioned I'm a big knee-jerk guy Yeah. I'm a big gut guy, too. Like, I I feel like I can look and and see what's going on. I don't always need statistics to back it. I'm not saying analytics are wrong. But I'm saying, that like, I can watch a team play and be like, all right, I knew, and I told you this before this game started, I Mm -hmm. looked at the team sheet, and I said, we're going to lose.
1: You did say that. And then I saw Mara scored in the fourth, and I was like, oh, you're good.
0: No. I knew we were going to lose. You can't. So, first and foremost, you can't start – Eric helmet wearing Garcia at center back. You don't like the helmet, dude? Come on. I mean, I'm I'm here for everyone's protection, and if that's a kink, I'm not a kink shamer. <laughs> Eric Garcia at center back. You can't start him at center back with Nathan Ake, who I think is gonna be good, but just hasn't had the reps in the city formation yet. And you can't expect them to shut down maybe the most ruthless back line just sitter and sprinter
1: with jamie vardy dude f- cool cool stat i mean obviously not for you but cool stat peps only a, a, a pep man team has only given up three hat tricks one was to Messi, the other two are to jamie vardy
0: jamie vardy i think has nine goals in 10 games against me and <laughs> that is absurd it's nuts but but this is the thing oh my god I I argued at the beginning of this whole podcast experience when we're doing the preview and I say Man City's defense isn't as bad as everyone thinks. It's because people expect greatness out of Man City and the defense is just good. It's not yeah. great. This is a bad defense right now.
1: Well, I was telling you. I was I was literally saying like, you know, I understand anytime you ever listen to Pep after a game, he talks about how they should have scored more goals. They should have, you know, took their chances, Yada yada yada. blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think you can win games six to five. Like, if you get five goals, you should lose, like, straight up. But Mm -hmm. I understand you need, like, the way he plays, he wants to play out of the back. There's certain positions that need to be a certain way that mold into his style. But when you guys had a good defense, it was because company was there. And I don't think he was the best ball-playing center back. No. He was just a good defender. And he knew the he knew
0: the rotations. He knew the formation. He knew where he had to be, but he also knew where everyone else had to be on the field. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't where you needed to be with company on the field, he was going to tell you like what the fuck was up. Right. And, and, and we just don't have that. I don't think, and like, listen, I don't know. I'm sitting here talking to you in a New York City apartment about a team that is across an ocean, and I don't always understand how it actually is. I don't get the vibes and I don't get the body language from Americ Laporte that that is what he does. I don't think I don't Nathan Ake is going to be able to do that. I don't think they have anyone on that back line that's going to do it because the one that I think that could do it the most is Kyle Walker and Lord knows he's not going to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, and you're about to, hopefully not, and for your sake, just because you're my brother and I don't want you to, <laughs> to suffer completely, but <laughs> hopefully not you might have just signed the next lindelof
0: no oh, don't say
1: that cuz lindelof was incredible in portugal and everyone thought he was going to be you know this next star and he is just waiting to be that for the past you know 3 years or whatever and yeah. you better hope that, that ruben diaz is not the same thing like i hope i hope for you he isn't i hope for you personally he isn't i hope for man city that he is because it would be funny um, and I would love to just banner you to death about it, but I mean, it has to, I mean, you just keep getting center backs to keep putting people back there that shouldn't be in it. Just like, I mean, right both, now you guys have no chance. Both
0: Manchester teams are a mess. Yes. Um, I was waiting for, for this recap to bring up this point where I actually feel like the top six teams outside of Liverpool, cause again, I think best team in Europe and even outside of. Uh, Tottenham because of how they play but but Chelsea Arsenal United and City they are set up to play soccer like Mike D'Antoni plays basketball mm-hmm. and it is if we score four we win if we score one we could give up four Yeah, it, the defenses are so bad yeah the defenses are so bad and this is one of those games where there are flurry of penalties that i have no issue with any of them yeah i was, was that's what i was gonna lazy. say too. it was lazy defense yeah. it was bad defense it it was just bad man like yeah i i'm sitting here watching this game going Mara scores i'm like all right we're still neck and neck with liverpool this is going to be a battle this year 20 minutes later i'm worried if we're going to lose to arsenal once if we're going <laughs> to lose to chelsea twice if we're going to maybe tie man united and lose them like tottenham like i i don't know where we're gonna finish right now you
1: guys get get up for games though that i feel like are games you should lose
0: perfect madrid perfect example
1: yeah like so like i feel like you should have won this game right it's at home you're playing leicester i think you're better than them and you just came out flat but like when you have to play liverpool when it when it matters you batter us yeah yeah, and I guess it didn't really matter last year, but like I, still,
0: I look at and I think I said this to you before, and I I want this to be the last point on this, unless you have some more that you got to bring up. I'm all good. I look <laughs> I look at this season as what would it be considered three years ago with when Man City ran away with it, and it was the beginning of Liverpool looking really really good. Uh-huh. I think a team is gonna emerge at the end of this year looking really consistent and really, really good like Liverpool. like I'm hoping it's City, but I think this is going to be the... I think you guys are going to run away with it again this year. To be totally
1: hey, honest. one can hope, you know?
0: One can hope. Sheffield United 0, Leeds 1. The NAFTA Fanboy Derby kicked off exactly how you would expect. A lot of offense, a lot of running, a lot of chances. The best new boys in the league took on last year's Darlings in a match that... I personally feel like cemented Leeds as a mid-table finisher at the very least, but the defenses were up to the offensive challenge until the 88th minute, when Patrick Bamford broke the deadlock for Leeds. Leeds, two wins straight, and rolling into the struggling Man City next week.
1: Dude, that's not a good. Uh, that's not a good setup. But see, for, this, this, for this is this <laughs> is this is a perfect example though, because Leeds look good, right? and mm-hmm. you guys just looked terrible. Yeah. So one would think, like, okay, this could be a close game, but now mm-hmm. this is exactly when I think you guys are going to kill them.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I don't want to give away my prediction just yet, but if there was a newly promoted team that could do to us what Norwich did to us last year, it's this team leads because of, of the offense that they have. They are very disciplined in their shape. They play like a team that's been in the Premier League for five years, and they're mm-hmm. newly promoted. is a great coach. Yeah, um, it's definitely and perfect example of what I just talked about earlier. Like, we can't go into this game sleepwalking those first forty-five minutes because that's right. going to just spell disaster. Um, really impressed, honestly, with still both teams lead Le- or Sheffield.
1: Best team ever after three games to never score a goal has. To be I can't said. believe that when I when I looked at that and I told you they haven't scored a goal, I was literally shocked. I I, I checked it right away because they very are the full they shit. are the best zero three team though. Crazy, well crazy, and, crazy crazy. But again, like you guys lost in Norwich, right? At yep. any point before that game, did you think we could lose in Norwich?
0: I literally saw that Timo Puki was their striker and never considered the fact that Timo Puki would score goals against us and in- right but but now
1: right. but you're sitting here going like oh Leeds could beat us so that's exactly the game i feel like you could like you could win yeah but i'm not playing so well i mean you know what i mean like city could win that game like because people are already now going like oh man Leeds are pretty good city's not that good you know yeah. whatever i feel like this is a game you guys just run away with but i guess i also th- i also thought it, you'd run away with lester so
0: it could be 5-0 city but it could just as easily be 2-1 Leeds
1: yeah and they press like sometimes you guys don't do good with the press so
0: we don't do good with the press ever <laughs> not just sometimes ever, ever.
1: we ever. never do good with the press this
0: is gonna be the quickest like john whitaker is super depressed about his soccer team podcast you've ever seen oh, If this dude. continues all year this was a tough year to, for me to jump into this medium yeah and but
1: potentially a great year for me too but we move on we move <laughs> on to spurs one Newcastle won. Jose Mourinho welcomed Steve Bruce and the Magpies to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for a hopefully easy win as Gareth Bale looked on from the suites. Striker-turned-facilitator Harry Kane took a ball to the edge of the 18 and slid it back post to an on-running Lucas Moore for a 25th-minute goal for a 1-0 lead. Spurs couldn't find a second, third, fourth, or fifth goal thanks to the outstanding goalkeeping of Carl Darlow and poor finishing of their strikers. Save after save and miss after miss kept the score 1-0 for the entirety of the game until Andy Carroll headed the ball into the hand of Eric Dyer or Matt Doherty. I can't really tell them apart. In the 93rd minute, Mourinho disgusted a penalty was awarded in Newcastle number 13, which I feel like he should be number 9, but he isn't. Callum Wilson, who beat Lloris with Newcastle's first and only shot on goal. A last-second attempt for Spurs was mounted, but the full-time whistle blew, and Newcastle found themselves with a not-deserved point.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, Is this the worst penalty of the weekend?
1: This is awful.
0: Yeah. This is an awful penalty. It's tough. It it has to be a terrible penalty if I feel any type of feelings, including sympathy towards Jose Mourinho. Did you see him walk down the tunnel? Well, that's what I was just going to say. Him (laughs) leaving the field... I fully supported I it. it. I loved it. I was like, this is a damn joke. Honestly? And I'm hoping, I'm actually hoping that the uh, <laughs> the Amazon series that they ran this year, they never do back-to-back years with the same team. Mm-hmm. I, oh my God. What I would pay to go back in time just to be like, nah, run it back with Tottenham so I can literally just see
1: this game. This game. Yeah. Well, Play you can, off in so, like a hard knocks point of view. Like, oh yeah. my God. So you can actually do... well. So like Liverpool do uh, Like you know in the tunnel You know whatever and sometimes you get like Little things where You hear somebody say something or, or, yeah. or Bitch about you know a goal here or whatever And I hope I've never looked up any Spurs, like, official YouTube videos, but I'm hoping they do kind of the same thing, because I want to f- find this game and just listen to Jose Mourinho go off. I mean, it was terrible, like, and Spurs like Spurs
0: insiders have two new followers this week, it's yeah. just you and me
1: waiting for them to release something. Please, online. like, it put something um, out, but it, I mean, it was, ter- that was an awful penalty, that was yeah. shameful,
0: honestly. To, to Newcastle's defense, though, and, and maybe to the detriment of Tottenham, like, Tottenham's offense looked terrible, man. Like, well, they couldn't, couldn't finish. finish, couldn't score. Lucas Moura had the most Lucas Moura goal ever. Like, he's falling on his ass, sliding, and it, and it goes in off of his, like, foot. Um, yeah. Well, dude, you know,
1: like, t- like 23 shots total, right? 12 on target, 7 off, 1 shot on target for, for Newcastle. I mean, yeah. listen, you can, like I said, Carl Darlow had a really good game. He made some incredible saves, but at the same time, put a ball in the net like you know you <laughs> yeah. you gotta you gotta score like i, you, I can only feel do so you ever bad have, for you. do you ever
0: have those those guys on teams that literally kill your team and now you're sitting there watching them play against some random oh, whatever yeah. other side and they just can't do anything yep. like san anytime he has the ball against city i'm like eh, that's a goal that's a goal yeah. like he has he's blood in the water he's a killer when he plays city I saw him at least twice in this game. Have a break, have an opening to take a shot, and he doesn't do it, and it doesn't make sense to me. That's a theme that I also have picked up on just watching more and more soccer this year. It's like, if you are a top six team, and especially if you're anyone that's considered outside of that top six, if you have a breakaway, take the fucking shot.
1: Yeah, honestly. Stop
0: trying to pull it back. Stop trying to kick a... Something stop trying to, you know, one-on-one the defender. Stop trying to center the ball to someone else. Take the shot. Yeah. You don't have that many. You just don't, like Spurs in their defense did have a ton this game they finished <laughs> They had 20. But like when you're outside of when you're outside of that top 6, you got to take those shots and yeah, like son sure. perfect example, man. Shoot the damn ball.
1: Yeah. Well, in perfect example of, of teams doing that, West Brom. They took their shots and they had three yeah. goals. I mean, you perfect know. Perfect
0: example of teams doing that, West Ham.
1: Yeah, exactly. West Ham took their shots, had four goals. You know, it it is it is insane. Like, you can't miss that many shots. You can't have that many opportunities and not score. And But likewise, you know, at the end of the day, Newcastle... I mean, Steve Bruce even said it. He said, never wants to win like that. Yeah. He said it wasn't or a penalty. Never wants to win like that. Well, he didn't win. Or, sorry, uh, yeah, tie like that. Never wants to get a point yeah. like that. Yeah. But, you know, if you look back, like you were saying, and, and Newcastle's definitely not like West Brom. I think they're better. But you look back, you say... We went to Spurs and we got a point. Yep. yep. There you go. That's a win. And that's gonna it's gonna have an effect on the
0: rest of the table, obviously, because for sure. That one point is gonna be one that they just weren't banking on and other teams weren't banking on them getting. And you know, that that could be a point that saves Newcastle this year. I thought they were gonna be safe anyway, but saves Newcastle. Team we just mentioned. West Ham four Wolves Nil. The NAFTA pod voted worst team in the Prem hosted the Premier League's own version of the Portuguese national team in a game that we thought Wolves would have waltzed home easily to a victory. Um, but it was anything but. West Ham started early with a 17th minute goal by Jared Bowen, which he then followed up with an encore in the 57th minute. West Ham went up three goals to nil when Wolves conceded a 66th minute own goal. And the final cherry was added to the top by a fourth goal in stoppage time when Sebastian Haller blasted one home. Upset completed. Wolves shocked in East London. 4 nil. Hammers. I know a few guys that actually listened to the podcast. Maybe one. We went from excited a few about this to result.
1: one. Well, still, listen, I still have a gripe. West Ham can't be in East London. Makes no sense to me. Um <laughs> other thing though dude uh this is like tragic to me it makes no sense as i just said
0: san player that just plays with so much vigor so much venom against man city can't finish against newcastle an entire team that does that against man city i'm watching this game and they get trounced by west ham the bubbles were flying everywhere jared bowen Jared Bowen and Two Sebastian goals. Holler.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, like in a Rao Jimenez own goal, like, you know, probably was gonna go in anyway, to be honest. Yeah. But Rao Jimenez's own goal. Haller's header was like hard as shit, straight in the ground, out of Patricio's reach. Like uh, dude, it was bad because Wolves didn't didn't even look like they cared either. So I also have to
0: address something. I want to be known as someone who always tells the truth and, and, and never <laughs> lies to the people that we're listening to. I, I said at the beginning of, of this, um, I think it was week one, and I mentioned Rui Patricio. And I said, you know, hey, if you think that you're going to keep this guy in goal all season and be successful, you have some an, another thing coming, essentially, right? Right, right, right. I, I said this. I was mixing up Rui Patricio and Sergio Rico, Common Ah. mistake, common mistake, but I'm going to retract my retraction because Rui Patricio looked like shit this game. Yeah, he didn't look good. And that could actually be something that I said, like, mistakenly, but I actually mean. (laughs) Like, I I literally (laughs) stepped in shit, but the shit ended up being gold. little little Freudian slip there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, Freudian slip, like, you know, you didn't mean to say it, but it might actually be true. Like, it was just kind of in the back of your mind.
0: I don't think that's the full definition of a Freudian slip, but right. I get
1: what you're saying. Okay, my bad. Sorry, I'm not a dictionary. But anyway, Ruptureshia looked like shit. I when you said that, I was a little bit unsure too. Like I was like, I didn't think he's that bad, but he's definitely not good. He didn't look good. But you know, Wolves' back line didn't look good, man. Yeah, they looked. They looked. They looked like they had two games midweek that they played their starting eleven, and then they were like, oh, well, it's West Ham. You know, we'll we'll waltz in. They look. You know what they looked like? They looked like. A top six team thinking that they were going to waltz through West Ham. Exactly, exactly. But I like also, the cockiness. It gives me, it gives
0: me a lot of like. There's a lot of alarm bells going off in my head because we all know the transitive property of sports, right? Yes. If if we beat Wolves two to one or three to one, and they lost to West Ham four nil, then we lose to West Ham four three. Right. None of that is true, and it's That's never science, been proven. Dude. It's kind of science, but I'm actually <laughs> worried about the fact that we may be way worse than we think we are. I, I we may be real bad.
1: I mean, four, listen, they scored
0: four goals on Wolves. We were struggling in the second half, and Wolves <laughs> never looked like a threat. Why does Adama Triore never show up for any other game except for against City? Also, Why?
1: I love that it is. I love that it is so clear. In this episode of this podcast, that our view on the Premier League is strictly through the lens of our teams, because <laughs> everything we relate to is like, well, like when Manchester City or like when Liverpool, like we are, like we are looking in like the glass of like Liverpool red or City blue. Listen, we look at everything.
0: I this this podcast selfishly w- was also therapy for myself because <laughs> I knew that this year is going to be tough, dude. You're going to need if a the lot. People listening. Don't want to hear this? Then unsubscribe. I know you're not subscribed anyway. I don't care. Like this is the taste <laughs> we'll talk to the you. void for however long. It <laughs> we're yes. Yeah, my mom doesn't even listen to this shit, man. Like you think we I'm told her about, about it you too, and she's like, she's like, I don't think man. I'm interested in that. Like, I'm good. She's like, I'd good. rather
1: I'd rather watch politics stuff. Anyway, we we go to the second of the last game of uh, this match week three. Fulham nil, Aston Villa three. The villains look to build off their win last week, heading to Craven College. Craven Cottage to face Fulham, still looking for their first dub. Jack Gorillas broke through early with a 4th-minute dink underneath Alphonse Areola. Then the 15th-minute, Gorillas crossed to McGinn, set up for Connor Horahan, placed the ball in the bottom-right corner for a 2-0 lead. After the break, a set-piece from Villa sees Tyrone Mings run through Fulham, li- Fulham back line, unmarked, and to place one right past Areola again. That makes it 3-0. Fulham nearly got back into it when Bobby of a reed found a goal, but but the buildup was judged to be offside, and Villa saw out a 3-0 win. Dude, the Villains are 2-0. Six points. I mean, you know, obviously there isn't a better start to two wins, but, like, pretty good. Looking pretty good.
0: I, I have very minimal notes on this one. Same. I'm impressed, I'm impressed with Villa. I'm telling you from last week, Jackie G is the best mid-major player, and I think this game proved it even more. Um, For sure that first goal is a great goal. Fulham still can't defend at all. At all. They're out. Um, and Ty Mings. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ty Mings. I'm gonna give you the floor.
1: Okay. I texted you. We were having this conversation about your defense, and I said you know who you should sign, and I told you Tyrone Mings. Because, Mm. and this is my point. Uh, like he he's playing on Villa last year, right? Obviously, you have to defend constantly. Like if you're if you're Villa last year, especially, but you always have to be defending. You're playing the best teams. You're playing the Premier League. You did a whole season. Why not get somebody? He's young. Why not get somebody who's done it for a year? Who can his tall as shit? Who can give you something offensively? Like maybe not all the time, unit. but he he can give you something. He to me is more. He's obviously not Vincent Company, but he, to me, is more of that, of that, mold. that type of player that you guys mm-hmm. need. You need somebody who's going to defend first when you need someone to defend. You can't yeah. always play out the back. You can't always move the ball around. You need a defender when it's time to defend. Yep, I
0: fully endorse this thought process and this pick. I think that's a great point. I'm going to tell you what Mourinho, or Mourinho. Holy hell. Whoa. I'm going to tell you what Guardiola would say. That is not the type of defender that fits his system. I don't think it's correct, and I do think it's something that we need. Your best point ever was saying, "Why not side Tyrone Mings because he knows how to defend because all of last year people were pumping goals down his throat and he had to figure out how to defend every game." Great point. Villa also, has given up a goal two games. Impressive. Great point. Also, there is no team, and I know that my good friend Ried Maras just scored basically off a corner this past week. There is no team in the Premier League that is less of a threat off of a corner than we are. Oh, for sure. 100%. Ty Mings, big Ty, that's solved too. Big threat. I, like, big man, big body, wide body, I, I'm i all for Ty Mings, I'm...
1: I'm down with this thought process. I just know that it won't happen it would,
0: never, it would never get co-signed by
1: the powers that be. Well, and also like to to your point earlier, you know, Villa two games and six points. They're yeah. they're sitting there looking at 40, looking at 40 points and they're yeah. almost, you know, they win another game. They're a quarter of the way there basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're they're essentially safe.
0: Yeah. Well, they're essentially safe because you can now look at teams like Fulham that are terrible. Um,
1: and say we beat them
0: 3-0 teams like Fulham that are terrible a team like Sheffield that started in a basement and like they got to I mean they're in a hole and they got to dig their way out of it now I mean losing three straights is not good and teams that still in my eyes West Ham are going to lose a ton of games yeah. um, and you have to think that you have a bigger advantage over them right now than, uh, than you normally would for sure and last you, point we only saw oh, half
1: of sorry we only saw a little bit of Burton triori too. So you keep a, a good back line, you keep a good defense and you have grillish triori going forward. I mean, you're going to get goals like at least here and there against bad teams. You're good. I dude, I think they're like a mid table lock at yeah. this point.
0: Yeah, for sure. Last point I had, we mentioned how bad uh, the Fulham defense is. Terrible. Offense is anemic as well. I talked about the beginning of this year, like if Mitrovich can pick up his same form he had in the championship, they have a chance to stay up. I know he has a goal, but I think it was off a of pen. Like, yeah, Mitro, metro, Mitro, metro, not so much. Like, he has a he has not, a pen
1: and a header. It's
0: yeah, I guess he but, just needs no, support. Then he, he, he needs support,
1: dude. I, I think he had he had a decent amount of support. He didn't do anything. Actually, he was the reason that the uh, Bobby Reed goal didn't count because he fouled somebody in the box because he was trying to get trying yeah. to get the head on the ball. But I mean, you can you don't blame somebody for being aggressive. Like I get that, but yeah, yeah. they're they are as you would say an abortion.
0: Yeah, they, they're a mess right now. Maybe the new NAFTA podcast worst team in the Prem uh, since West Ham got that 4-0 win.
1: Since Yeah, West Ham just went to 11th in the table. So
0: Spanked the Wolves. Um, And then the last game of the week, the premier game of the week, the game of the week, Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. The champions and, unfortunately, the team that looks like they are the best in Europe right now through the first month welcomed their next biggest test. Mikel Arteta looked to get his first signature victory by traveling to Anfield. The Liverpool offensive onslaught started early and often with point-blank shots by Naby Keita and Trent Alexander-Arnold, but it was a first-half flub by Andy Robertson that led to a comical bounce-in Lacazette goal that was able to give the Gooners the lead in the 25th minute, a lead that even the Gooniest of Gooner fans knew wasn't safe so so unsafe that only three minutes later, goal hoarder himself Sadio Mane tap, tapped in a equalizer off a parried away Mo Salah shot, tying the game 1-1. Liverpool had control of the game, and that control was cemented when Andy Robertson made up for his prior flub, equalizing when he chested down a TAA cross and left-footed a little tap-in goal past Burn Leno. A Liverpool. Big. Liverpool then completed their dominance by setting up brand new signing Diego Jata with his first goal when he chested down a ball in the center of the box and one touched it elegantly into the left corner. Liverpool often and running and they look better than they did last year.
1: They really did with no Tiago. Obviously Henderson was also out. Cates looked really good. Um, I mean, everyone looked really good. Obviously, like, Robertson, that's a that's a bad mistake. But, I mean, if if you watch the whole game, like, we controlled the game the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sit there. They had two through balls in the second half that Lacazette got onto. One was offsides. The other one, that's why you buy the goalkeeper. That's literally mm-hmm. why you get him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's 2-2. He made a great save. And aside from that, man, like, Arsenal didn't look at all like they were, were ever going to score a goal. And we were constantly in their half. I, I think I was looking at uh, like the passes, and and we had like 600 passes or something. They had like 250, and 50 of theirs were in our half, and like 400 to 500 were in of ours were in theirs. I mean, we were constantly in their half. They couldn't really move the ball against us. And obviously, like I told you, and like I told everyone the very first podcast, every time I watch Liverpool, I'm just in the assumption that we're going to lose the game and, you know, it's just going to be one of those days. This is the one time where I was like, we're not going to lose this game as we're playing. And I was like, dude, we look incredible. So I was unbelievably happy. I mean, happier than I could have ever been.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they look crazy good. Um, I know that the the premier league season's long and especially this one's going to be very um, condensed so mm-hmm. long, I guess, isn't the best way to describe it, actually. Um, but there's going to be a lot of games back to back, and and grueling. form can can go in and out quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I can't see, I can't see a team that I've seen play in the Premier League thus far really threaten Liverpool the way that they need to be threatened week in week out, or, or could be threatened. Obviously, any off game, any team, I mean, the Premier League's the deepest league in all of European soccer. Any team can get it at any point. Um, But there's no team that I've seen so far that matches up with how good Liverpool is. Dude,
1: and if, if there was any year that we were going to be complacent, you know, two years ago we won the Champions League, last year we won the Premier League, I could completely understand i wouldn't like it obviously but i could understand us basically being like you know whatever not having that hunger that drive this is actually the almost like angriest i've seen us play Mm. like we we whip the ball around we get in in behind we take people on and A lot of time, we would just like move the ball outside the box, back and forth, back and forth, and hope that we could find a way in. Now it looks like we're more pressing the issue, which I was like a a big fan of. I don't know, man. Sadio Mane looks unreal. Salah looks unreal. Femino, like, he's never really been a goal scorer. He's more of a facilitator. So I'm not really worried about that or anything. And I mean, our defense looks good. So yeah, it's, I, you've had, (laughs) I think one of the biggest
0: things, too, that I have to understand is, You've had two of your biggest defensive flubs back-to-back weeks on defenders that hardly ever make a mistake, mm-hmm. and that's just not going to happen. I said it wasn't going to happen again last week. If you Lightning's not going to strike three times in a row, and I feel like that probably won't happen again for the rest of the season. The defense looks good. I'm fully now. It is match week three. I am conceding the Premier League race to Liverpool right now. <laughs> You can cancel the season. You can watch the games because it's uh, enjoyable. But the year's over. They're the best team in the Premier League. And granted, if they don't have any injuries, knock on wood, they they run away with at least the league title, if not the EFL, FA. Um, and then they're going to threaten really, really well uh, in Europe. Because I, I do think they're a lot deeper than they've ever been too. Yeah,
1: we got... We got a lot of guys. We got a lot of guys who, who can play. And we got a lot of guys, too, who can play multiple weeks in a row. Like, they don't need to be switched every week. Like, Wynaldum can play every game. Henderson can play every game when he's fit. We have Chamberlain, who hasn't has, uh, come off the injury yet. Thiago has COVID now, so, like, he has to get healthy and stuff from that. But and I, I really would like to get another defender, but I don't think that's going to happen, obviously, which is fine. Um, But... Yeah, dude, I think we, we're, we're looking pretty good right now, and hopefully it, it continues on. But can't complain, man. For sure, can't complain.
0: All right, enough of the Liverpool love. Let's get into these weekly vibes. Oh, man, it's going to that all-important time of the show. Once again, my favorite part of the show. Uh, that's some vibe. It's some vibe. It's some vibe. That's some vibe. That's some vibe. Yeah. All right. Perfect. My vibe of the week. If I said the word "gorpcore," do you know what I'm talking about? No, absolutely not. So you've never been gorped up? No. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> All right,
1: gorpcore.
0: This sounds big r- time. Now, nah. gorpcore, big time '90s vibes, big time vintage Patagonia, vintage uh, granola eating culture, vintage t-shirts, being gorped up, going to Uh, Dave Matthews Band Concerts back in the 90s, it's an entire vibe, and one kit that I think embodies Gorpcore is this Leeds United Away jersey. It has the teal and black stripes with the highlighter yellow Adidas stripes on the shoulders, it looks like a piece of vintage Patagonia clothing that you could wear to your next Occupy Wall Street protest. Um, you can wear it without shoes for sure. Uh, but it's a fucking vibe. It looks sick. I think it's one of those jerseys that we've talked about where you can actually wear it like out in the open as a normal t-shirt and people are going to be like, yo, that's a sick shirt. Um, yeah. Gorped up Leeds United, vintage Patagonia, vintage ACG Nikes. Like, that is the entire vibe of Leeds. And it makes sense because, again, that is what is in fashion right now, especially in New York. And Leeds, as I've mentioned many times, just a team of tic- uh, TikTokers, just doing TikTok shit, being really cool, making fun of the other team, scoring goals, going to finish in the top 10, Leeds United, Gorp core jersey away stripes teal black
1: highlighter vibe of the week dude you absolutely lost me way before you ever started going which is fine you know maybe i'm gonna
0: edit all of your comments out (laughs) that is the best vibe i've ever had you think so you
1: think so all right well after that long uh monologue i'm gonna keep it keep it short and sweet here uh my vibe again goes to my My keeper corner here, which hopefully this won't be every single vibe I have, but as of right now, I'm two for two for it. So my vibe goes to aforementioned Carl Darlow, who... Newcastle (laughs) keeper. Newcastle keeper, who saved 12 shots on goal, gave up one, saved 11 shots. Some of them were incredible, outstretching to the left, to the right, you know, tipping stuff off the post, coming out, grabbing crosses. I mean... He was everywhere. And, you know, aside from some poor finishing from Spurs, definitely kept Newcastle in the game. Definitely kept them uh, uh breathing until that last second, last uh stoppage time penalty that they got. So, you know, he's on my fantasy team again, so I'm I'm very selfish <laughs> very selfish with my with my picks, uh, but he absolutely deserves uh, a little Keeper's corners love. So right now we got Hugo Larice and we got Carl Darlow in the Keeper's Corner. Hopefully we have uh, a new vibe next week, but you know you never know. There might be some, some wild goalie shit that happens again. So keep you on your toes though. Keeper
0: vibes all week. Always. And then our final segment, giving you a little preview of next week. Um, little update. We did predictions for match week two. We did predictions for match week three. Michael did predictions for match week one, um, but we're not going to count those uh, right now john's record, my record thirteen and seven in predictions Michael's record nine and eleven in predictions first game of the week though, I got my boy will Zaha doing the the little across London journey to Chelsea uh, to to face off with the
1: blues and you have who winning that game, John? I posed it to you first. Okay. Well, Chelsea looked like <laughs> dog shit uh, today against Spurs, and they played some pretty pretty big names. Uh, so I'm going to go for a Palace-Chelsea draw.
0: Of course you are. The big I'm going to get came. a draw. I'm going to get a draw. Quick, quick draw McGraw himself yes. over there, Michael Whitaker. Absolutely. I love Zaha. I love everything about Crystal Palace. I I love
1: the vibes that they have. I love the team, how they're playing. Chelsea's going to win. All right, didn't see that coming. Next we have uh Everton at home, Brighton away. What do you have for this? We got we got uh a pretty pretty lively Brighton side going against a 9 point Everton team. Brighton super lively, super super lively,
0: so lively in fact that I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin will only score one goal,
1: but Richarlison <laughs> will follow him up. Everton wins 2-0. I also have Everton. Um, I am gonna go for Dominic Calvert Lewin's not gonna get a goal. Gonna get an assist. Charleston, James, two nil as well. Woo! The the what do we want to call him? The gag gaggle of TikTokers
0: that is Leeds United. <laughs> the, the flock gonna of TikTokers. Host, host my my struggling my you're wounded. Unable to defend and unable to score. Man City. Um, we're going up the leads. We got to get a point. How do you how do you see us performing,
1: dude? You got to get a point. You got to get a win. You don't get to say we got to get a point.
0: Eh, I mean, we're down in 13th.
1: This is going back to 2006. <laughs> you Man could win. City. You're a game in hand, though. You could win and be have six points. Uh, I got down I down got down. you guys. I got you guys winning this one. Uh, I don't think I think you guys will break the press. I think leads will attack so you'll be able to counter them and when you guys are on the counter you guys are really good so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 4 one city i i got
0: city winning as well but in the words of our good friend lee corso closer than the experts think
1: okay who's the experts though anyway <laughs> we got we got newcastle home we got burnley away this one uh, are we gonna even watch this
0: is this another one that falls into the the one where it's like is this gonna be every burnley game how much (laughs) why is it that no one wants to watch burnley i feel so bad if we have one burnley fan here please leave a five star comment and a like so i can just identify you and i'll apologize to your face just Um, just
1: five stars and just up burnley
0: up 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 the turf more come on turf more um i got newcastle and I actually think this is a game where they can kind of cement the fact that they're not going to be in that relegated zone. Draw. All right, uh, Leicester <laughs> hosting the former, the squad formerly known as the NAFTA podcast worst team in the Premier League, West Ham, uh, coming off of that impressive four 0 win, and Leicester coming off of the drubbing of Man City.
1: Do you ever remember the like the 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 phrase where it's like if you score like twelve runs in a baseball game or like fifty in a football game you you're, like them. you're like wasting you yeah. know all your runs. Yep. West Ham like wasted their goals for like the next two games, so I'm I'm going Leicester three West Ham nil. When is the next West Ham goal happen? Uh, I I don't know who they play next week, but probably probably the week after. Probably got they got two weeks of no goals. You think match week six is the next goal for West Ham? Probably.
0: If I was to put money right. on it, right. which this, I said I would never down.
1: do. Okay.
0: Write <laughs> this down, and we'll see if we're right. Matt, I get, You got match week six. I'm going to go match week seven. I agree with you. You can't use that many goals when you don't have that many to go around. Leicester wins big and keeps the train trucking for the Foxes. Southampton.
1: Oh, you got it? Do it. Okay. No. we Go we off, Ken. South. We got <laughs> Southampton home. West Brom away, West Brom have to leave the Hawthorns, leave their little, you know, their little shepherds, whatever it's called. I don't know what they they put on their stands. I'm uh, the shepherd,
0: or the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, I exactly. Shall not want. Big, well, big gas.
1: Well, the Lord is only at the Hawthorns. It's not going to travel with them to Southampton. So, what do you got for this one?
0: Odd that you say that, since Southampton's is nicknamed the Saints and they play at St Mary's. I think West Brom comes out with the victory because, as God is their witness, they have Him on their side.
1: You are. Out of your mind. Um, I got Southampton. I got an e. I got a two-one win. Danny Ings two goals. He will skyrocket to, to eighty percent of Harry Kane next week.
0: Ooh! So he's gonna be like the. He'll be uh, like the understudy upper, upper middle class. The the understudy of, Harry Kane. Okay, perfect. Um, Sheffield United. 100% blades, 0% wins and goals so far. They're traveling to the Emirates
1: to take on Arsenal.
0: How, how you? How you thinking the the Blades are going to do here?
1: Um, I think Arsenal bounces back. I think they get a win here. Uh, Sheffield just—they're in a tough run. You know, they got the red card against Villa. They probably could have won that game for sure. They got a tough little run of games here. I think this is going to be another loss. They might score though. So we should honestly shouldn't even be hoping for a Sheffield win we should be hoping for a Sheffield goal when that happens we're going to go off 100% blades back again next week they're getting the dub
0: yep uh as soon as Sheffield United scores my purchase of an Ollie Burke Sheffield United jersey kit will happen uh unfortunately I do see Arsenal coming away with the win but to your point I think it's 3-1 I think Aubameyang Lacazette and
1: maybe even Sabios get on the scorecard for this. I think Sabios will get an assist. He he plays some good passes inside, but yeah. I also hate him like with a passion. Yep, Arsenal three, Sheffield one. We got Wolves home, Fulham away. Listen, if if Wolves can't win this game, then we have to start worrying about right? Man City. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because then you guys are worse than Fulham. Yeah. Yes, about oh, Man
0: City, we have God. to start worrying. I, I find it um, ironic mm-hmm. that Wolves has back-to-back games against the NAFTA Podcast's worst Premier League team uh, as dubbed by them per week. Um, correct, correct, correct. But I don't think you can ever have back-to-back losses to those teams and then the next week not be considered the worst team in the Premier League by our podcast and i don't think that's going to happen i don't want that yeah. to happen i don't want that to happen either we need the portuguese national team in the premier league i think wolves two fulham zero again no help for metro Mitro, no help <laughs> Two nil.
1: no, no metro 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 um we got manchester united home did this you is- pick wolves yeah i said i picked wolves oh, okay okay we got we got manchester united home spurs away Mourinho goes back to United for, like, what, the fourth time or something like that? It's really not that big of a deal. Do you but even consider Mourinho a United coach, really? No. I just consider Mourinho an asshole. So, like, that's just, <laughs> that's just the end of it. Valid um, point. Who do you got for this one, John? So,
0: this is the battle of teams that I think are the most a mess um, outside of City and then outside of the other top six teams. I think these are the teams that are most a mess. Um, but... I do think that the difference between every other team that is struggling right now in Spurs is like Spurs actually kind of defend. And yeah. I think that's a big advantage. I think Spurs... I would never, 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 never give you a game that I think... I'm never going to guess a draw. I've said this last week. I'm saying it this week. I'd never give you a draw. If there's one game that I would highlight that has draw potential...
1: It'd be this one. How can but, you know, how can you say that and not think Newcastle Burnley could be a But draw? Spurs won United nil. No. I'm also going with the San Antonio Spurs. They're gonna win this one. No, no questions asked, man. I think it's gonna be bad. And then the Champs. Again, the best team in Europe
0: traveling to Birmingham to play Jackie G and the villains of Villa. Jackie G. Best mid-range player, best mid-table he is. player. He's for
1: sure. Like, not not even a question.
0: Best mid-major player and the nicest thighs in the Premier League Ooh. facing off against Liverpool. Who do I got? Yeah, go off.
1: The pool are going to win this one again. Uh, dude, listen, this would be, I, I said earlier, Villa, six six points, two games, cemented themselves. They're going to stay up this year if they if Villa pull off a win here, which they almost did last year against us. But if they pull off a win here, dude, they might be top 10, man. They might be they might look like a good team. I don't think so, they will. I think we're going to win 3-0. But So what's
0: what's nice about this game is if Villa play well, they don't have to win. If they play well, they don't have to tie. But if they play well mm-hmm. and they show that they have potential. Yes. I think Grealish is much happier with staying there and maybe trying to build something there. Um, A great start to the season for them to try and retain him, because I think he is actually a world-class talent. Him and, like, Madison are the two that come to mind for me that are at these mid, you know, what I keep calling mid-major clubs that are are just so good that Mm -hmm. I think someone has to scoop them up at some point. But their teams keep winning, and what's the point of leaving – um, this will be a, the first test for Villa. And honestly, even if they lose 4-0, which I think they definitely can, and I'm picking Liverpool, I don't think they go down this year, as we've said. But first real test for them, I'm really interested to see how they play against probably the best team in, in all of
1: football. Also, real quick, uh, just because we mentioned it last week, and your thigh comment about Jack Grealish jogged my memory. If anybody wanted to know what I was talking about with Hector Bellerin and his shorts and his tucked in shirt. Just go watch the Liverpool Arsenal highlights. He he looks like a school kid. Yeah. It just is very weird to me. Yeah. He lo- he looks like he's like fifteen. He's doing middle school st- stolen valor. <laughs> he just looks so weird, man. I don't know. Like it it obviously it's just a tucked in shirt. I think I, they're I just shorter.
0: Like, I don't know. I feel like you're bringing this up with Villa because you're trying to allude to the fact that he's he's trying to look like Jack Grealish, and there is no oh, soccer player, no, no football player on no earth chance. that looks as good as Jack
1: Grealish does. No, Jack Grealish is uh, Jack Grealish is my uh, man crush Monday every Monday. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. Thanks so much for
0: listening. Another great week of the Prem. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, John, Michael. Signing off for you here. We can't wait to talk to you again next week. And if there's one message we have for everyone here, all 20 of you that are taking in this podcast and listening, and now that we're at the end, it's probably all three of you that listen the entire way go fucking vote.
1: There See you it. go. Zanny Boss was our over brand new bag.
0: College girls, give a nigga head in my right Rockstar life, so
1: much money, I'll make you laugh, hey, bitch stay, hey UK, the bitch they hate, and you can't miss what you hey, hey Off the juice, coding got me tripping. Cut the coupe, walker roof is missing. Ice, lemonade, my neck was
0: tripping.
1: Ice, lemonade, my neck was trippin' Addy boys got some 60s in my bag